The issues that we've had with Conor, he's an incredible player, but probably the way Munster were playing makes him look bad. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. 13 minutes past nine this morning. Ron O'Gara, good morning to you. Hey, Jar, how's it going? Very well, very well. What part of the world are you in at the moment? I'm at home. At home, yeah. So um, I was thinking all right about what you'd be saying to me at the start. And I, it's yeah, it's mornings like that. I have to remind myself I have a job, and um, if I flick the camera a little bit, <laughs> it would be uh, easy to. Sometimes I forget I actually I'm coaching La Rochelle, so uh, this is most definitely a morning. Of, we play Sunday, so Thursday morning is kind of the morning you can breathe for a little bit before the CEO or president or whoever gets their uh, hands on you for for urgent issues or non-urgent issues but um yeah i was laughing to myself going um this is why i'm here 25 degrees uh beautiful weather playing a semi-final of european cup uh exciting times do you have to consider what the lifestyle is going to be like when you're signing players i know for teams who are in vegas for example they need to do a lot of due diligence on the players to see if they're a bit too into nightlife if somebody's a you're bit jumping into, you're jumping a little bit there now Joe, if somebody's a bit too into surfing or lying on the beach are you like either the right to vegas is falls apart most definitely but um uh yeah one of the interesting i suppose constraints opportunities um reasons to think deeply on contract renewal is um obviously where the players live lifestyle opportunity but also not getting into that comfort zone so i suppose a good example of that would be you know to wear uh, carvalho victor vito guys from um all black winning World Cup teams that have come, um, but have left. I suppose, as they say in France, less their traces that are less. Uh, they've left their print on on the club and continue to do so because I suppose their habits are really good and they're uh, really good professionals and they're an example to the esports. Sorry, the academy players of of La Rochelle, which is uh, essentially yeah, we need them performing on the pitch for the professional team, the first team, but also. You have to kind of, I suppose, educate the younger players. That this is what professional looks like. This is what, shall we say, you know, in our early days, Monster Day Off was kind of the Wednesday. So we literally took it as a day off. So popcorn, cinema, uh, feed up, you know. But now day off for the, for the modern player is very, very different in terms of it probably starts with potentially yoga to um, massage to stretching to maybe a little bit of mindfulness or or relaxation um so yeah the i suppose as you know uh the data is is getting better all the time but so is also probably the openness of players minds that i mean that's kind of the key thing that's changed in in the two decades is that um there was an old school amateur mentality and now people are actually legitimately seeing this as every extra season is another season spent playing, earning money, learning, furthering your career. And the kids, if they're coming in with that right attitude, they can have 20-year careers as professional rugby players now. Yeah, it's so interesting. And that's something I think that's probably... I can see that difference between, even in the generation gap between uh, Skin, sorry, Donica Ryan and myself, you know, even because he he informs me about that's exactly how 
a forwards mentality would be. I can, you know, I mean, potentially squeeze another 12, 24 months out of my body to be able to do this because, as you say, their job, the job description for a forward uh, is very, very different to, we'd say, a number 10. So if he gets bud, good, and I remember the words of Donico Callan, like his body is his business, and Jamie Heaslip, they invested in it, and they put in, I suppose, tools to to enhance their body to be at the best it could be, while I suppose someone like myself or a back, we would be more uh, enthralled by the skill, talent aspect of it, while for other people, it's no, actually, uh, I need to get whatever, 6,000 metres in this game, if I can continue to do that for as many uh, years as I can, I have, a, as you say, the capacity to earn good money. And just speaking about the players there, obviously I think we're a lot more educated around those sort of areas now of knowing to, to get the stretching in, to do the yoga on the days off. But as a head coach, Ronan, does your mind ever get a rest? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say um, it it does, but I, I don't look upon that as a punishment. I look upon that as a pleasure or a privilege. I, I, I love what I do. So I think when you love what you do, you don't look upon it as a job. There are times, yeah, like everyone, you get absolutely frustrated, dejected. Uh, and um, at the stage of the season, you know, the further you go, the more disappointed you get. So we're entering that territory now. Um, so we've no guarantee of of proceeding this weekend but the goal is to go another stage and then after that you want to try and win a final but it's getting down to the to the juicy moments of the season and, and this is what we live for and this is what we do um, all our season for but one of my big points to the players is that you got to enjoy the journey so there's no point just okay it's fast final now or European Cup semi-final we don't change we we, we, we repeat what we've done but we got to do it more accurately and with a little bit more tempo and a little bit better we had Tomas O'Shea on a little bit earlier on and he was talking about um, he woke up one morning after the Kerry under-20s had been beaten and he texted the county board chairman essentially saying, I want to get involved here, I'm fed up with this team being beaten. And he now looks back on that and thinks, oh, sure, I just didn't have the experience. The county board chairman must have been going, who's this fella? So now he's gone off and he's, he's working with Offaly and uh, he, he's kind of going through that bit where he's interested in the coaching, very interested in the coaching and, and soaking it up like a sponge. But actually, it sounded like he's decided that he actually wants to be a manager because you've got the ultimate say. I know from listening to Stuart Lancaster, when he was the England coach, he didn't have enough of the actual coaching part of the job because all of the rest of the stuff that goes with being the, the team manager or the team principal took him away from the coaching aspect on the field. On weeks like this, do you do more coaching than managing than you would in other weeks? Or do you, you say things don't change, but do you change a little bit? No, I think you're just conscious of not having them on the pitches as as you would in other weeks. You know, you're not going to get fitter or better at this stage of the season. Where you need to get better at this stage of the season is mentally. So there's a big focus on that. Um, and, and your question is very interesting in the fact too. I think a lot of people, our average sports fans, I think underestimate... Um, you know, the impact of hurts, the level of um, profound uh, dismay when, when it was Stuart Lancaster. He's coaching England in the whole World Cup. I think there are very few occasions in world sport when when we have seen that example of 
of managers in that situation. I think, yeah, we've seen it with the English football team, but we saw it with the English um, rugby team. You, you you look at the squeeze that came on New Zealand in in, in the Rugby World Cup. Uh, you'd know that date, or um, when when they scraped home against France, was it in eleven? Um, 2011? Yes, yeah. You know, and you look there what, um, I suppose, the pressure that was on, on on that management team when there was a nation, essentially, you mean, holding a spread in, in terms of that outcome. So that's, I suppose, for anyone else part the person, you're able to move on. But when it's Stuart Lancaster, when it's me after losing the final, it, it hurts. It really, really does get to you and it's, it eats at you and it's, you need a few days to even kind of resurface and have a plan to come back. But then, I suppose, to tie in what Tomás is talking about too, there's something fascinating about the emotions of sport and the emotions of people and trying to unite a group of 40-odd players, of which 12 of them really don't like you because you're not picking them. And then you've got a lot of guys who really like you and really believe in what you're doing. And then you're going into a dressing room after... Uh, a game and you're high-fiving the guys who are playing and then the kind of guys that aren't involved that weekend are like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard side of it all. Is it even tougher as a manager? To have- oh, we, we way tougher because you're, yeah. there's kind of one boss, you know? So they know you make the call. You pick the team and, uh, and you want that. But I think you try to tell them, you know, that I don't really want you to like me, but I just want you to respect me. And then let's get over what we both want. And then hopefully there's a, there's a happy ending for both both parties. At the start of this conversation, you talked about the the um, administrative side of this, like the, the CEO and the president. How much of your job is coaching? Uh, so much of it is. I really, really... Um, uh, into coaching, you know, I will not be distracted by by the other elements. Is that a weakness of mine? Probably is. Um, in terms of, um, you know, what I mean, pr- uh, getting other stuff organised. My my memory and my capacity to see beyond the medium term is very very poor, and that's an area that I need help with. But I have good people around me to do that. But in terms of my focus, George, it's very very short term. Uh, yes, the recruitment is hugely important, but there's a team in place for that. Um, but I think what I appreciate as I get a little bit older, more experienced, is that there can't be 10 important things. You know what I mean? There just isn't 10 important things, otherwise it becomes average. So you can put a big focus on being really good at two or three things and trying to excel in that and then uh, make improvements in the other areas. I had to look up. I think you're playing the game in Lons this weekend, is that right? Yes, yeah, there's huge disappointment, uh, frustration, I think, in the fact that um, there's a concert booked for the U Arena, so obviously it, that's a big business, so uh, there was no guarantee Racing would have a home, I suppose, semi-final. It seems to be the year of concerts, disturbing yeah. rugby games. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to Lawns, which is seven hours by road from La Rochelle. Uh, no flights, really. So uh, a lot of frustration among among supporters here, most definitely, because um, it's hard to get to. It's a Sunday, four o'clock. There's school the next day, work the next day. But they're, um, it's still a European Cup semi-final, you know. But if it was a Boucle semi-final, I think the place would be full. We, we probably 
uh, won't have many fans there this week however Six hours, 56 minutes I'm just looking at is the um, the map so like <laughs> are, are you involved in all of that crap where it's like okay we need to talk about how the team is going to get there or do you just go get us there the fastest way possible tell us when, where we all need to be No you are involved there because it's semi-final and it's a big game and you're looking at putting on other flights and what was I suppose you know it's European Cup semi-final but some people don't get that and uh, I suppose for for a lot of I suppose the foreigners you want your families there and with that it's you need to organise flights is it a realistic option of getting them there so there was there was a lot of that and you've kind of you know you you want the players not in the in the I suppose the togging out group um, at the game as well because they have given as much as the twenty eight people who will tog off so. Uh, there are little tricky bits like that, Jar, that are, that are, you mean, that's the, the frustrating side of the job, most definitely. Presumably the best part is trying to work out how to stop this racing team and Mike Prendergast. Uh, no, I wouldn't even use that language. It was more, um, no, I, I, I would flip it on its head and go, how we are going to uh, rip them apart. That's my plan. So you know, so tell tell us, tell do us. That. He, he's definitely not listening. <laughs> tell us how you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so but that's it. I, you know, I think the fascinating part of it is that it's. Um, you mean it's? They've seen all our games. We've seen their game, but we have a plan to stop them. They have a plan to stop us. So like, there's there's a capacity for maybe one or two. Uh, Josh Schmidt plays incredible analysis to come out on either team, but other than that. Um, you know, it'll take a life of its own from a decision, uh, potentially a poor decision from one player on either team, and then the energy of the game will flow in a different way, and it's up to the players, the leaders on your team to kind of um, reconstruct your your performance from from that point. If you understand, you know, I mean, we've got, we've got to basically uh, get back on task and stay in the moment, and then refocus and continue to I suppose implement what we want to do on Sunday There's a view that Manchester City have not produced leaders on the field when things are going against them that Guardiola's style is to impose his style and his thinking and get everybody to play in a way that has been unbelievably successful it is hoovered up domestic titles everywhere he's gone um, do you want your players to play in a specific style or do you need them to actually be able to respond when somebody makes a bad decision on their team that instead of going, all right, well, that's it, game's over now, somebody's screwed up, that they're able to think their way out of it? And if that's the case, how do you actually coach that? Yeah, well, exactly. And it's something that, that I have put a lot of thought into. I think what you're trying to do, Jared, is give them a framework with three or four options within the one module. So if this picture is presented to you, you can pick... Uh, this option, this option, but that's often kind of medium speed ball. I think, as you know, we've had good people on this show in the past talking about this uh, rock speed. Uh, once your rock is fast, there shouldn't really be a plan. Go play, flow. Uh, you know, what I mean, play on instinct, uh, play at speed. If speed kills, it's the one thing that kills in the game is speed, and uh, that's the one thing you're trying to to install in your players, the guys who have, uh, and it's forwards as well, who have capacity to shift at high speed. Once the ball is quick, there shouldn't really be a game plan. 
And just speaking about uh, Munster and Toulouse, the shootout, what did you think of that, Ronan? Was it fair? Of course it was fair. I think the rules are there and we, we understand how it's going to finish. So um, once, for me, I find it absolutely fascinating, these people who speak about the penalties being a lottery. It's a, such a great mental test under fatigue. I, I, I just... I will debate this and contest it all day long and the fact that it will be at rugby or soccer. It's harder in soccer because you actually have a goalkeeper. In rugby, it's a fixed skill. So you trust your process. It either stands up under pressure or it doesn't. And if you're um, a killer, which I wasn't in Northampton, you're able to produce. But what an opportunity for place kickers to show their skills. You know, you look at someone who wasn't spoken about, I'd say, much in the Irish media is I mean, the difference between the team, which is Ramos. It can be no, an opportunity in a way, you know, to I just perfect that skill, but also to see what you're like under pressure. For you, did you enjoy that part uh, when it got, I suppose, to, to later in your career? Did you look forward to those moments? I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. But, I, you know, I think that's... You know, there's so many elements in a hundred minutes that it, it's a freakish kind of um, set of circumstances that after a hundred minutes, it's still nothing separates the team. So, OK, we'll go to penalty kicks, but then all of a sudden it's you start completely from zero and you're into kind of a new exam and you got an, you just got to completely refocus, resettle and... Um, you know, I think Toulouse were um, extraordinarily better than Munster in the situation. Munster missed three kicks, Toulouse didn't miss. And outside of the middle then, uh, what would you have preferred, a right or a left kick? I don't get that either. Every kick is the same from the touchline, from in front of the post, whatever. The only thing that changes is the game's going on in your head. So every strike is the same. So, I mean, once you understand the angle and you concentrate on strike, every kick, so a kick from the touchline, a kick from the middle of the post, it's exactly the same. The only thing that changes is your angle. So have you got, I suppose, complete trust in your process and your angle and your setup and your routine? Can it work under pressure? Where you are, pull the trigger, enjoy. Yeah, so your setup will always stay the same. It's only probably the angle of your body that you shift, but you'll always do the exact same thing for each kick. 100%. In a nutshell, that's exactly it. The only thing that changes is your angle, but this is what you... Your 200 kicks in the week as a young player or your whatever, 50 to 60 as an old man when you're going to the latter stages of, a career, of, of your career, that... That's the only thing that changed. And when you know it works and you have that credit in the bank, you're just trusting your timing. Imagine the adrenaline too at that stage, no matter how how tired you are. No one missed because of a short kick. People mixed because their technique buckled. And why was there such a difference between Toulouse and Munster then? Because Toulouse are animals for the big time. They are, which I don't know how how much you talk about, but to win the top 14 in the European Cup in the same season as Big Jar, 
you know, it's very big. It's a big achievement. Um, and they've beaten Ulster away. They've beaten Munster away. Yeah, they have the ultimate test this weekend. But um, irrespective of what happens this weekend, they're a team you begrudgingly have to admire. Do you make them slight favourites then against Leinster? No, no, you don't. No, no, no. Stop. Home advantage for Leinster. India Viva, fresh. A team that's travelling, that's playing two competitions. A team that's rested. It's it's not... Uh, I don't think you're looking at a similar set of circumstances between right. the teams. But it's a, it's a closer game maybe than people are, are thinking because the bookies have it like a seven, eight, nine point spread. But if they're animals for the big time... It doesn't get much bigger than this, and they've they've got the smell of this tournament in their nostrils, and they're squeaking yeah, in ahead of you guys in the top fourteen. So I think they're good. I think they are very good. Yeah, I think they are. I, I genuinely do. But also the biggest compliment you can give Leinster jars. You I mean they they smashed Leicester? It was twenty nil game over. So it's hard to judge from that game because they were never in any danger. Um. Before we go, give us a candor at the beach there outside the window, will you? Turn the camera around for us. Sick in the holes of all of us. No, 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 no. That's what experience is, making right decisions under pressure. <laughs> Have a good day. Enjoy the seven-hour bus Cheers. journey. Good luck. Good luck. Bye-bye. Uh, Ron McGarry refusing to show us his view there. Um, he just didn't want to make us jealous. <laughs> OTBAM is brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day.